Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's case is a little different from the usual cases I cover. I'll be covering the mysterious death of a 21-year-old woman named Blessing Olushigun, who died from drowning in the sea in Galley Hill, London. Her death was officially ruled a drowning, either by accident or suicide. However, her family believes that she would never voluntarily walk into the sea. But after researching this case, I can't even say what I believe really happened to Blessing that day, because this case has many details that can point you in either direction. I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. This is the story of the mysterious death of Blessing Olushigun. Blessing Olushigun was a 21-year-old young woman from Thamesmead, southeast London. Blessing was one of those people who had contagious laughter, the kind when you hear it, you can't help but burst into hysterical laughter yourself. She also had a love for children, and even hoped to have some of her own one day. In 2017, Blessing had an idea to set up a charity with her mother to help support children in Nigeria, which is where Blessing and her family were from. She wanted to support underprivileged young people. So in 2019, Blessing and her mother set up their charity as co-directors, which involved distributing academic supplies to school children in Nigeria. Blessing was known by those closest to her as a loving and caring person, which is evident in how she lived her life. Blessing had planned a bright future and often remarked she was living her best life. Before she died, she was a business student who wanted to one day start her own makeup academy. In 2019, Blessing balanced working for a local nursery as she began her degree in business management. She had just begun a new relationship with her boyfriend and she was on a week-long work placement as a caregiver in Bexhill, East Sussex. This job was meant to help her save for her future business venture. From the charity work she did to her job as a caregiver to elderly patients, It's so obvious how much Blessing cared for others. But her life wasn't always sunshine and rainbows. Even though she exuded so much love to those around her and cared for those with mental illness, she struggled off and on with her own mental health. Her mental health problems began back in 2016. And by 2017, 
Blessing was seeing a therapist and she had been discharged from NHS mental health services that same year, when she turned 18 years old. Things were okay for a while, but as anyone with mental illness understands, the process of recovery and coping is not exactly linear. Blessing's family believed she was getting better, but who's to say what is ever really happening inside someone else's head? In the morning of September 18th, 2020, a dog walker stumbled upon Blessing Olushigan's body in Galley Hill, London. She was found wet and washed up on Bexhill Seafront. Near her body were her shoes, her phone, and a pack of cigarettes. It was exactly 6.02 a.m. when her body was found. The only reason she was found was because the tide was back, revealing her body. According to detectives, Blessing was on an area of the beach that would have been submerged in water at high tide. When detectives took preliminary looks at her body, they found no marks on her body that suggested anything suspicious or violent happened to her. Immediately, the police believed that Blessing's death was a result of an accidental drowning or suicide. Investigators learned that on September 18, 2020, on the morning Blessing died, she messaged her mother saying, I love you, at 1.24 a.m., almost five hours before her body was found. She then sent the PIN code to her bank account to her mother, Esther, because Esther was intending on using her daughter's card later that day. And to Esther, this behavior isn't abnormal for her daughter, and it was no cause of concern at the time. The police also took a look at any CCTV footage they could access of the beach. Blessing was last seen on CCTV footage around 1 a.m. on September 18th. Unfortunately, the footage only captured Blessing walking toward the beach, not what happened after that. On September 24th, a few days after Blessing's body was discovered, consultant pathologist Dr. Anna Rycroft carried out a post-mortem examination of Blessing. This pathologist found the cause of death to be accidental drowning. According to Dr. Rycroft's findings, quote, there is nothing to suggest that there was third-party involvement that caused her to be in the sea, end quote. At this point, the police were certain that Blessing's untimely death was an accident or a suicide, and the officer who responded to the scene, PC Sally Blick, also supported the pathologist's conclusions, saying, quote, from searching the body, the scene, and surrounding areas, there had been nothing to suggest any third party had been involved in this matter, end quote. But Blessing's family and friends were concerned that there had been a failure to properly investigate the events leading to her death, and an undue readiness on the part of the police to conclude that Blessing had died by suicide. It was important to her friends and family that Blessing's history of mental illness was not relied upon in a way that undermined a full and proper investigation of her death. During my research, I discovered that back in 2016, as I previously stated, Blessing really struggled with her mental health. In a statement to the coroner, Blessing's mother, Esther, said in 2016, her daughter was taken to A&E, which is essentially the emergency department in the UK, after overdosing on paracetamol. Paracetamol is also known as acetaminophen. A common brand name for this medication would be Tylenol. Overdosing on paracetamol can lead to paracetamol poisoning and potentially fatal liver damage. According to Esther, this overdose incident was triggered by a flashback 
Blessing had of being sexually assaulted as a child in Nigeria. However, Esther said, quote, she was smiling and said it was nothing serious. She called the ambulance as she didn't want to hurt herself or die, end quote. But in 2018, Blessing engaged in self-harm again. However, her mother insists that she recovered from her mental health issues eventually. She has said that Blessing was of course working hard to recover and heal, but she still found moments to enjoy her life. And for the next two years, Blessing was working hard toward her goals. Esther claims, quote, I know my daughter and I know how she was at that time. She had difficulties with her mental health, but she was better. I completely do not believe she meant to harm herself on the beach. I think it could either be an accident or third-party involvement, end quote. I also want to note that Esther believes that because her daughter did not know how to swim, she would not have intentionally gone into the water. Her family has also not discounted the possibility that race may have been a factor in her death and the way that it had been investigated. The concern seemed very real to her family given that Blessing died in a seaside town that is demographically 96% white and generally very much older than 21-year-old Blessing. However, the police insist that they have been thorough in their investigation and that the evidence they found leads them to the conclusion that Blessing must have died from an accidental drowning or suicide. Senior Investigating Officer Detective Inspector Pippa Nicklin said, quote, I have spoken with Blessing's mother and explained we remain absolutely committed to finding out the facts of what happened to Blessing. This is a very distressing time for her and we are keen to do everything we can so that hopefully she may gain some closure over the death of her much-loved daughter. Although there continues to be no evidence of a crime, we are still carefully and fully examining all the circumstances leading up to Blessing's death from her arrival in Bexhill to her leaving the house where she was working and walking to the beach, end quote. The detective inspector added that all evidence collected would be submitted to the coroner, who would eventually set a date for an inquest. An inquest is basically a judiciary inquiry. Typically, a coroner and or jury requests an inquest regarding the cause of the death of an individual who was just killed or suddenly died under mysterious or other suspicious circumstances. Usually, the inquest will result in a determination of the type of death involved, such as a natural death, suicide, murder, or an accidental death. Alan Craze, who was the senior coroner of East Sussex, agreed with the pathologist that Blessing's cause of death was drowning, but he also accepted that the possibility of third-party involvement still could not be absolutely discounted, even though it seems highly unlikely to him. Based on the evidence available to him, the coroner's conclusions essentially came down to one of accident or suicide. A post-mortem concluded that Blessing showed all the signs of having been overwhelmed by the sea and no evidence of injuries that were consistent with third-party involvement. Apparently, he based this on the fact that the only search of the location where Blessing was found was limited to the immediate area, rather than the whole expanse of the beach. In addition, there was no witness appeal and the CCTV evidence was limited to parts of the route that Blessing took in walking to the beach in the early hours of the morning. These factors were in addition to the complications of a person's body being found in water and the possibility of evidence being washed away. The family have campaigned for further investigation into the death, but police say that there was no evidence of a crime. Her family has garnered support through online petitions, 
which have been signed by thousands of people who believe that Blessing did not receive an objective investigation into her death. Esther is working with the legal team to find answers about what happened to Blessing. She believes that the circumstances surrounding her daughter's death are suspicious, despite what the police and the coroner have determined. I must say that I can't say what happened for sure in this case. A part of me thinks that two things can be true at once. Blessing could have appeared to have been, quote-unquote, living her best life on the outside, but on the inside, she could have been in pain. Many people who suffer from depression and self-harm keep these feelings to themselves because they don't want to burden their family. Is this what could have happened in this case? Well, I can't say. Only Blessing can, really. I know that drowning by suicide is not very common, so with that in mind, I doubt Blessing would have chose this way to commit suicide if that was her goal. And not to mention, drowning yourself without assistance of some kind, like drugs or a sedative, is very difficult because there's this instinct to find air, to breathe. However, if we go with the other theory, that she drowned accidentally, I do wonder why she would enter the water if she couldn't swim. It seems like self-preservation would say to avoid the water. But if some third party put her in the water, how did they do it? There were no marks on her body that suggested she was forced into the water, like trauma to her body. Also, if she was drugged, wouldn't a toxicology report say this? There's another theory I have, which I hesitate sharing because I try to avoid speculation as much as possible, but maybe Blessing went out to the beach that early morning and sat on the beach. Maybe she laid down to rest for a minute and fell asleep. I think this theory could make sense because it was around 1am in the morning when she last texted her mother. Not to mention, she's also a caregiver, which can be really exhausting work. So maybe she was exhausted and suddenly fell asleep while she was on the beach, and before she knew it, the high tide took her under. This would account for Esther's insistence that her daughter wouldn't voluntarily enter the water. It would also support the coroner's findings that she drowned. In cases like this, I always try to give the family the benefit of the doubt. Maybe her family truly knew Blessing's mind state. Maybe she was really living her best life at the time and would have never tried to take her own life. Maybe they're right in believing that Blessing would have never gone into the water or been near the water if she couldn't swim. There's no way to know for sure, because we aren't Blessing. But I think the police are tasked to serve the public. And if Blessing's family wants the police to maybe check other CCTV footage in the area or interview a few more people so they have a well-rounded investigation, why not offer that to them? What's the harm in saying we did our due diligence? No matter what happened to Blessing Alushagoon that September morning, I hope that her family gets closure. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 